0: I think a lot of people mention like, oh, my earning potential is unlimited and my earning potential. True enough, your earning potential is unlimited if you have the right tools that you need and a strong work ethic is one of them and the ability to realize when something is not working.
1: Welcome to the Smart Money Mama show, where moms get real about money to help you find your financial confidence and live your best life. Now let's talk money mamas. there. I'm your host, Chelsea Brennan, and mamas, today on the show, we're talking to Jennifer Allen, founder of Just Elope, which specializes in unique, intimate, and creative pop-up weddings and elopements. Jennifer launched Just Elope in 2017 while working a full-time job, and she has since booked over 115 weddings. I'm so excited to bring her on the show and to share her story with you, because Jennifer saw a hole in the wedding market— not having an option for a quick, beautiful, intimate wedding outside going to the courthouse. And she created a thriving business filling that hole. But as a certified women's empowerment and marriage coach, Jennifer is also an inspiration for all mamas who want a healthy, happy marriage and the opportunity to pursue their passions. She'll talk about how she and her husband approach money, how they're financially preparing for her to take just a lope full-time, and how she makes time for her marriage and motherhood while working and running a business. It's going to be amazing. As always, stick around until the end of the show to hear my top three takeaways from this conversation with Jennifer, or you can head over to smartmoneymamas.com forward slash Jennifer for the complete show notes. Are you ready, mamas? Let's get started. Hey, Jennifer, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I want to start with something a little different instead of the normal, like, tell us about you. I want to hear about your wedding.
0: <laughs> well, let me tell you about this whirlwind fairy tale day that I had. It took us all of 20 minutes, you know, and it cost all of $20. So my husband and I, we went to City Hall and we got married. We got engaged on Thursday and we had a whirlwind long engagement which lasted until the next Tuesday and we went to City Hall and we got married. And then we had this long honeymoon, which was about four hours, because then he left for deployment that same day, four hours later.
1: How long had you guys been dating before you got married? What did your families think about this like whirlwind week that you had? We had been dating for about a year and a half before we got married. My husband is a very intentional
0: man. Like Literally our second date, he was like, we are going to get married. I was like... Ugh first of all, you're just trying to push up on me. You don't have to say all of that. To, <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely stayed true to that course. So we knew, I knew throughout us dating that he meant that just by the way that he treated me and the conversation that we would have, but more so than anything, the things that he would do because talk is cheap and people will tell you anything. He was definitely very intentional with all the steps that he took and my mom loves, my family loves my husband. Like he has been a part of our family forever. So he fit very well into our group. It was such a natural thing, natural progression for us to get married. My mom was all for it. She's like, yes, get married, give me grandkids, do all of those things. It just really worked out well. And we went to city hall and we got married and it was a Tuesday and. We've been married for 10 years next month. So July 27th, it'll be 10 years.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. And I imagine this is the exact wedding you pictured, right? As you oh were dating my him. Oh City Hall, 20 minutes. Growing up playing with Barbies,
0: I just kept thinking to myself. And now we're going to the courthouse. Like that is, Barbie and Ken were going down to City Hall. Like that, obviously. It definitely was not what I envisioned leading up to us getting married during that long time frame. I was searching for a company locally here in Dallas that could marry us so that we didn't have to go to City Hall. Like, I just wanted something, just anything that could kind of make it a little bit more personal. And I just, I couldn't find it. So we went to City Hall and and we got married.
1: But then you built that.
0: But then I built that. So, you know, life is is so crazy how the things that we feel like we're missing out on or are sad to us or whatever the case is, we don't realize the bigger picture of how things are going to go. I tell my husband all the time, like, if we would have had that fairy tale wedding and all of those things that went with it, I would have possibly never had the thought of, I want to create a business for other brides so that they don't have to go to City Hall and get married. Because while he was deployed, I was supposed to start planning this big, huge wedding. I quickly realized that I don't want to say things were expensive. It's just that I didn't place a value in them financially. Because of that, I couldn't see myself paying the amount of money that would have been required to have the type of day that I wanted. So and we were already married. And so honestly, that kind of took away some of the, you know, that feeling when you're excited and you're planning and it's like, oh, my God, I cannot wait for us to get married. We were already married. And so it just kind of took that away from it. So I just wanted to feel a void in the market that I saw. And that was creating that middle ground between getting married at the courthouse and feeling like you need to run off to Vegas. Like it has to be some type of middle ground. And that's where we built Jesse Oak.
1: I got to say, I love the distinction that you made between expensive and I don't place a value on it. We talk about money mindset here all the time. And it, we all determine what value is, right? And what we're willing to pay for. Um, and sometimes expensive things make perfect sense. And my husband and I actually got married with just our families, just our immediate families. There was We had eight guests. We got married at his aunt's house right on the lake there. And our siblings did the marriage for us. They got, both got ordained and they did the ceremony together. So we found that middle ground too. And I think money comes up a lot with this subject, right? And I'm sure you hear from brides. You've done over 150 weddings now, right? We just, oh, I,
0: girl, almost. We are at 123, 124. Oh, you're getting there. We are getting there. The growth has been insane. Our first year in business in 2017, we did eight weddings. So far this year, we've booked 38 Two years in business, we booked 40 weddings combined. This is our third year. So
1: that's awesome. But I'm sure you hear from brides and from the husbands as well, or partners as well, that money is a big part of this, right? That we don't want to have this huge expense before we start our lives. So, how do you talk to clients or potential clients about why this middle ground could be a great choice?
0: Anything that you do, even with us feeling like our prices are very affordable, in our opinion there are still couples who don't place a value on it and they still say, well, what exactly are we getting? Like, what are you charging me for? And so we just really explain to people the cost of professional photography, the cost of having someone create custom vows for you. We partner with different venues. Although we don't share that monthly overhead that the venue does, we still have to pay a rate to the venue. And so really just explaining to couples that everything that we do that day is yours. You don't have to do anything. And I think that providing almost like a concierge service basically for your wedding day, because our couples just have to show up. There is no venue tours or going to cake tastings or picking linens. It is truly an all-inclusive experience that we take care of from top to bottom, and you just have to show up just as though you were a guest. We really try to make our couples guests at their weddings. Most of the time when couples are planning their own wedding, they are focused on the guest experience. How can people have fun? How can they have a good time? How can they enjoy themselves? From We take that same approach, but we're tailoring that towards the couple and the guests, if they have them. And we're like, what can we do to make this day as flawless for the couple as we possibly can? Because ultimately, the day is about the two of you. We have a lot of couples who is just the two of them. They don't have any guests that come to their wedding. And so we definitely try to make sure that they have the best day that they possibly can.
1: I love that. And Jennifer, did you always think you'd be an entrepreneur, that you'd start some kind of business? Yes,
0: I always knew that I would start a business, but I tried all kind of things, let me tell you. But I've never thought Wait, tell us what other businesses did you try? Oh guys, I started out with an event planning company called Hot Pink Life. I wanted to plan basically bachelorette parties. So I started a bachelorette party planning company called Hot Pink Life. And you could choose like these different packages. For you to just be able, uh, again, I love an all-inclusive experience. So for you just to be able to show up, so you can do like a pole class, or you can do like a paparazzi package where you go to the club, or you have a photographer, so nobody has to worry about selfies and all those things. And so I just had all these different packages. This was 2011. And then I also started a hair extension company. Then I started doing Passion parties, which is... Adult toys. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. So literally, like, I love all the things that were involved with women. So like with the passion parties, most people would book them for like their bachelorette party or bridal shower. I love the things about the weddings that were fun. Our first son was born in 2012. I started taking pictures of him with my camera. That led me to really learning how to use my camera and lighting and all those things. That eventually led me to really investing a lot of time into that and becoming a professional published photographer. Just a lot of self taught, you just shoot, 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 shooting. And so when I initially thought about starting Jesse Lope, I was trying to figure out how can I take the pictures and marry them at the same time? I'm like, can I memorize the script and take pictures and move around? Like it, I was working through all the elements of it to make it make sense. So I knew I wanted to always do something in the entrepreneurial world. I love wedding and bridal, but I do not like big, huge weddings or the planning and all the little things that come along with choosing your linen and picking out what type of china you want to have. And. I personally didn't even want that because it was so stressful even trying to do it for myself. And I changed my mind so many times that I couldn't imagine doing that for other people and having to deal with them change their minds a thousand times. So I had to find something that worked for me that I enjoyed and that was putting together these all inclusive packages. Because that made sense for me. Like that was something that I would have wanted. And I just built a a business around it.
1: Perfect. And what do you think drew you to entrepreneurship? Because you clearly have, have built many side businesses in the past. What do you love about entrepreneurship?
0: The ability to be as creative as I want to be. I think a lot of people mention like, oh, my earning potential is unlimited. And my earning potential, is... true enough, your earning potential is unlimited if you have the right tools that you need, and a strong work ethic is one of them, and the ability to realize when something is not working. And I think a lot of the times entrepreneurs are so passionate about what it is that they want to do their art, that they don't want to let go of a project that's not working. I think that my ability to go through the motions of something and then make the decision like this isn't working, I'm going to scrap that and move on to something else has been good for me. But what I really, really love about what truly drew me in was the fact that I have the ability to control how things work. Our company and our packages and our business is based around my life. I create all inclusive packages that don't require me to have to spend a lot of time explaining them because I am a wife. I am a mom. I do work a full time job. So I needed to build something that worked for me. That's what really drew me in is just the ability to control, for the most part, how my business operates.
1: And I think there are probably a lot of mamas listening who just heard you say that in the first five months of the year, you booked 38 weddings and you're still working a full-time job. So what is your full-time job?
0: I am an executive assistant at my kids' elementary school. Last week was my last day for the summer. So I don't go back until the end of July. But prior to working in the school district, I worked in corporate America And so when we started having kids, my husband and I sat down and had the conversation that I was like, you know what? I would love to work for the school district just to be on the schedule that the kids are on. But we knew that doing that would mean taking a massive pay cut. So I took like a $20,000 pay cut to go work for the school district. But we had the conversation that the type of parents that we wanted to be in the level of involvement that we wanted, both of us could not be in corporate America and have super strict jobs. That just could not work for how we wanted to function. And so I went and started working for the school district. And that's what really got my photography running the way that it did, because that's how I kind of supplemented what I lost going to go work for the district.
1: And do you have any hopes to making Just Elope a full-time gig at some point? Yes. So we mapped
0: out a plan once we saw that, okay, I have doubled my salary. So like as of two weeks ago, I have made my yearly salary at my full-time job through Jesse Elope. Our biggest thing was paying off our debt. I'm now credit card debt free. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So just paying off our debt and we're trying to purchase a home in February. And of course, I want to be able to still be at work to be able to showcase just that stability of having, you know, a job and all. just as far as making things look even better for the bank before making that big leap. That's pretty much where we're at. Just having that savings, purchasing our home, and just seeing the consistency in the business. We're on track. The goal is this coming school year being my last. Fingers crossed, who knows what's happening with the world right now though, so.
1: (laughs) Totally, well, we're rooting for you. But Jennifer, it sounds like you're having, you and your husband have really open conversations about money. Did that start before you guys even got married or was that something you had to learn how to do? Yes,
0: because we were broke. So when you're broke, There's nothing to hide. So to just put into perspective, I just turned 34. I've been married for 10 years and my husband is three years younger than I am. So we've been together since my husband was 19 and I was 22. When you get together young, you're growing up together. And so we didn't really have much at that time to even try to hide because everything that we did Once we got together, our lives were locked in to where all we had was each other. We had no choice but to be very transparent about what we had, what we didn't have after we paid the bills, like what would we have left. And I'm thankful for that because having conversations about money in our house has never been an awkward conversation. It's never been a hard conversation. It's just no different than writing down a grocery list. You know, it's okay. Well, let's talk about you know what do we gotta pay this week? And I'll be honest, all of our money goes to one account, and then he takes care of the bills from that point. So, and this is gonna sound so terrible. I don't know when anything is due. <laughs> so, and I, I feel like we we all play our roles in our marriage and in our houses. And my husband's role is to handle. The back end of our business, like the financials and the legal piece and then taking care of the bills in the house. And then I more so am in control of running the day to day of Jesse Lope and focusing on our kids a lot more because, of course, he works full time. He's in school full time. So we split the responsibilities and the finance piece is a lot of his responsibility.
1: But I'm imagining that you guys probably set goals together, right? You said you just got out of debt. That had to be 100%. getting out of debt specifically had to be something you had to create a plan for, right? Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. So we sat down and we wrote out everything that was old, the date, what the interest rates were, and really went after that snowball effect of getting things done. We wanted to make sure that we tackled my debt first because if I'm going to make that leap of leaving my job, we wanted to make sure that the business wasn't having to support the debt that I had. Because worst case scenario, I need to make sure that I'm bringing in at minimum what I was making at work every month. And so it's like, okay, let's make sure that before we do anything, like you have your debt paid off. We're able to have at least Eight to 10 months of your salary, of your monthly income from work in savings. That way, it's not so stressful. You know, running a business has its up and down moments. We can have a $15,000 month, and then the next month, literally, we might make (laughs) $1,500. So you just, it's one of those things that you do everything that you can to control that, but ultimately, You really don't have that much control over it. That was really important to us as far as the having the money saved, because I don't want to leave my job and now I'm stressed because what's allowed us to grow our business the way that we have is that I do work. When I first started running the business, I was taking anybody. If I said, hey, I offer A, B, C, and D in a package and you came back in the beginning and you said, well, um, I don't really want B, but I think I want to create my own E and I want to do this. Can I add that in? I was chasing the money at that point. So I was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I realized that I needed to establish some clear rules for our business to be consistent across the board. And what that meant was that I was going to probably not be able to book every single person that came because I could not accommodate everybody. We offered what we offered. And once I stopped chasing the money, it allowed me to be able to really set these guidelines and get the confidence to know that I'm offering something that is quality and I'm not for every bride. And if I'm for you, then I'm for you. If I'm not, I'm not. And I think that if I had not had my full-time job, knowing that everything that we were making from Jesse Globe at at that point was extra, I don't know how far along or where I would be in my business now because I would have always felt like I got to do whatever I got to do to make the sale because we need the money.
1: And I think that's an amazing point because I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, you go through that point, you start your business and you start it first by chasing And most people don't have the realization that you're explaining until they've completely burnt out, right? Until they've had a, I cannot physically do this anymore. But it sounds like you made that realization before you got to that point because you had your job.
0: And I know for sure, if I hadn't had my job, I probably would have got burnt out first and then said, okay, enough is enough. I need to probably take a break, revisit things, but I didn't have to. I just, my husband said, hey, if they don't want to book They don't have to book like we're not using this money to pay bills. So why are you stressing yourself out? And I'm like, oh, but he was absolutely right. And it was the best advice I've ever received.
1: That's awesome. And there are moms listening that do want to start their own businesses that might have a full time job or might have been stay at home moms for a while. What advice do you have as someone who has built a business that will hopefully by next year be your full time thing? Biggest thing would be
0: to realize that it's not a nine to five. (laughs) It's not something that you can just turn off. Some days I'm up to three in the morning. Some days I go to bed at at nine. If you want to start your own business and you are working and you imagine that you'll probably be working for the next, let's just say two or three years, trying to get your business really going the way that, that, that you want it to. To sustain, you need to build your business around your life and not your life around your business. Because the most important thing to me is my husband and my kids. That means that I created something that would allow me to quickly respond and not have to have these long, drawn-out conversations because the goal is to spend as much time with them as I possibly can. Most wedding planners, they're gone for 12 hours on someone's wedding day. And I knew that I didn't want my weekends consumed with being at somebody else's wedding all day long. Our wedding packages are two hours max. Wow. That works for me because I can marry somebody at nine o'clock in the morning and I'm home before lunch. Or I can have all day with my husband and kids and we can have a sunset wedding at a local lake and I'm gone for an hour and then I'm back home before the movie starts. So I had to build something that worked for me in order for me to be able to keep that passion going and for it to work for somebody else. Because ultimately, if they want to work with you, they're going to go along with whatever structure you put in place. Airlines say, hey, if you want to fly with us, your child two and over has to pay for a seat. This is how much bags cost. You need to get here at this time. This is what's going to happen. Chick-fil-A says we're closed on Sundays. McDonald's says if you want an extra barbecue sauce outside of the two that we're giving you for these nuggets, like you have to pay for it. You don't have to agree with any of these rules, but if that's what you want, you're going to go along with it. And when these companies put these policies in place, they did so for a reason because they want the consistency of their brand. And so... I had to put policies in place and other moms will need to put policies in place that first work for you so that you can do your best work for somebody else. And that would be my biggest thing.
1: That's great. And you said too, though, you do have days where you're working till three o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah. Mamas before we hear more from Jennifer about just elope and how she balances a full-time job, entrepreneurship and parenting, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our partners who help make the smart money mama show possible. Today's podcast is brought to you by Policy Genius. Mamas, we need to make sure our families are financially prepared for emergencies. That's why we created the Family Emergency Binder. But every parent also needs life insurance to provide for their partner or kids if they were no longer around. At policy Genius, you can get quotes on quality, affordable term life insurance policies from multiple trusted providers in just minutes. And if you're healthy, you could qualify for a Bright House Simply Select policy, which offers all the benefits and great prices of term life insurance, but without the pesky in-person health checks or lab work. Head to PolicyGenius.com forward slash Smart Money Mamas to apply for your life insurance policy today and make sure your family is supported no matter what. It sounds like you set boundaries around your time with your kids, but have you had any conversations with your kids about what you're trying to build and why you're working so hard on this business? Yes, they love it. My, my voicemail on my phone
0: says, how are you reach Jennifer Allen, the owner of Jesse Lowe? So if my husband calls me like, while they're in the car and I don't answer, my voicemail comes on. So every so often, like they'll come and they'll sit in my office in my chair and you are like, Hi, my name is Jennifer Allen. I'm the owner of Jesse Lowe. And today we're going <laughs> to... So it is just the funniest thing because they are very aware of weddings and people getting married and we, we're we in the love business. So we talk a lot about relationships and love and they're boys and they get, you know, they see how their dad treats me. They hear the conversations that we have about just marriage and relationships in general and... They're always like, mommy, are you rich? They're so funny because they get to witness firsthand the things that we do. I've been on the news several times. So they think that's like the coolest thing that, oh, my God, mommy is on TV. Like you are obviously rich because they equate rich people with the TV. I'm like, first of all, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you're going to tell us what you tell them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, that's not what that means just know that you are taken care of. And so your needs and the wants that you deserve, we will supply you, whether I had this business or not. But what really set things off over the edge for them was a couple of weeks ago, the news came and did an interview with me at our house in the front yard. They were like, Oh my God, the news came all the way to our house. This is it. Mommy is rich and we're going to get all the V-Bucks. Like they're obsessed with Fortnite. And so they're like, <laughs> we're going to get all the V-Bucks. Mommy's rich now. Oh my, i like, first of all, no. <laughs> like let's have that conversation <laughs> again. But they're always like, how's your day? You've been in there working so hard. And they get it. They get that. I'm working. This is what I'm trying to do. We have very candid conversations about work ethic and earning your way and trying to make a difference. And so they are very aware of what we're doing. I want them to understand, like, you can have whatever you want to have if you want to work for it. They get it. (laughs) It is the funniest thing,
1: though. It is. But that is an amazing example that you're setting for them and a great thing for them to hear And I want to go back. You said you're in the love business and you're also a certified women's empowerment and marriage coach. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I knew after we had started marrying all of these couples
0: that I wanted to be more involved because I started to realize I don't consider myself to be a wedding planner. I consider myself to be a marriage planner. I want to help you get your marriage off on the right foot. And that's, of course, from the financial standpoint, but then offering that premarital coaching piece. And then once you get married, being able to provide those marriage checkups. And really with the women empowerment piece is I felt like myself personally, my identity was wrapped up in my family. So like if you would ask me to introduce myself In the past, I would have said, my name is Jennifer Allen, I've been married for X number of years, and I have two kids. That literally was my intro, because that's how I viewed myself as I'm a wife and I'm a mom. I think that sometimes as women, we get married and we have kids and they become our everything. And that's great because they need us. But Yourself needs you, too. And I think that we sometimes guilt ourselves into thinking my family needs me at home and I don't want to be gone away away from them. But it's like I have to feel my cup. I have to. They say you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's true. And so just helping women be able to find themselves. What is it that you want to do and what actionable steps can we put together for you to accomplish that? Let's do that. Like everybody wants something. Even if you say that you just want to be the best stay at home mom that you possibly can, but you are just so frazzled and overwhelmed. Like you don't even know where to start. Let's put together like an actionable plan. Like people say all the time, like I want to be a good mom. Well, what's your definition of a good mom? How do you know that you haven't already reached that good mom standard? Like what's your definition as a good mom or a good wife? What determines that? Is it, you know, the amount of cookies that you bake or the amount of Pinterest activities that you do or what is it? And I think sometimes people struggle with answering that question because it's this feeling that they think they're supposed to have. Well, if I'm a good mom, I should have this warm and fuzzy feeling towards my children or towards my husband or this, that, and the third. And they're so caught up in what something should feel like that they don't realize that feelings are fleeting. I love being a mom. I love being a wife. Do I like the people in here all the time? (laughs) I'm the only girl at my house so... Let's just say my kids learned very early how to clean their own bathroom because I told them I will like you a whole lot more if it does not smell like a porta potty when I walk into your bathroom. (laughs) I'm like, I don't understand how all of this pee is on the floor. Like what's going on in here? That feeling of I should feel this way in order to be a good mom or be a good wife or be a good entrepreneur. We get too caught up in the feelings and not really writing out concrete plans or establishing guidelines. And I just really want to help to figure that out.
1: Well, we give ourselves such high expectations too, right? Like this impossible standard that we're always going to feel like we're failing if we can't set realistic goals. Be realistic. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's the biggest thing in life. <laughs> and on the marriage piece, you said you help your couples with marriage check-ins. Can you give us an example of what one of those are? Because I do think we hear, you know, currently, especially with how many people have been stuck at home with COVID and people fighting about politics and things at home, how can we check back in with our partner when we're feeling a little disconnected or like our marriage just needs a little of attention?
0: I created a marriage workbook. It's a relationship workbook. And inside of there, one of the key pieces is our weekly relationship meeting. Okay, And I think that that is so important to have, in my opinion, weekly check-ins where you are having an intentional conversation about everything that is going on. We offer weekly and monthly check-ins for our clients on a larger scale for them to be able to get that unbiased third party input on what's going on. But I encourage all of my clients to have our workbook and do the weekly relationship meetings because- For our marriage, that truly worked It's sitting down and having a set time where you are addressing everything that's going on. It already has the prompts inside of the book to get the conversation flowing because I felt like we were doing a whole lot of how was your day? What did you do today? Oh, how was work? But then when you think about the fact of everybody being at home now, I know what you did at work today because you were in the other room. You can't tell me about Bob from accounting anymore getting on your nerves because Bob is at his house and you are at your house. And so it didn't really changed the conversation. But like some of the things that we talk about in the weekly meeting is like, what are some of our high points as a couple this week? What are some of our low points? What's something that you want me to work on? this coming week? And the great thing about that question is when you have the meeting the next week, you address, do you feel like that person worked on that? So it's really bringing attention to what your issues are and writing them down. Because I think with everything that everybody has going on, it's easy for me to say, hey, can you stop leaving your shoes in the middle of the floor? And I'll probably say it that a thousand times. So at this point, it's just kind of going in one year, and out the other. If we have it in our meeting and we write it down, and I say, "Hey, I would love for you this week to work on just putting your shoes up. They're everywhere." And then when we sit down the next week, once we get to that point of recapping, I can either say, "You know, thank you so much for listening to my feelings and putting up your shoes. I really do uh, appreciate that." Or on the other end, it's a situation where I could say. So we addressed this last week. We wrote it down. You acknowledged it, but you still chose to not correct that. So that makes me feel like the things that I say, you're not really taking them in. Is my approach wrong? Like, what are we doing? But it's bringing that accountability back around to the other person. It doesn't have to always be some big drawn out. Oh, I want you to Be the most romantic person ever and fly me to Paris. I'm talking just truly actionable things that you can do as a couple to make your day-to-day better. You know,
1: put your shoes away.
0: (laughs) Put your shoes away. Put your shoes up, please. (laughs) Lord. (laughs) So definitely just checking in as a couple and sitting down, having those conversations and then following up on it. Don't just talk about something and leave it.
1: And I think this is a good place. We recommend, too, having weekly money meetings. And I think this is a good opportunity to wrap the two together, right? Of like, let's do a check-in of where we stand as a family, as a couple, and make sure we're keeping up on goals. It doesn't have to necessarily be separate things. From my perspective, right, it gives you an opportunity to make money a more regular conversation and something that's not a stress point in your relationship because so often money is a stress point in relationships.
0: It is. And I'm very thankful that we're able to have open conversations about money. It doesn't mean that they're not uncomfortable, you know, but they're always needed. They're always needed.
1: Jennifer, as we move into wrap up here, I've got one more question for you. And what we hear sometimes from moms in our community is that they have this interest, they have a passion, they want to start a business, but they're not sure if their partner will support them in this journey or if they are allowed to take the time away from their kids are supposed to be the focus to start their business. What advice do you have for women that are kind of struggling with whether or not they can lean into something they're passionate about and start their own business?
0: Oh, that's a good one because that was our life. When I first started Just Elope, I didn't have any boundaries. It was all I could think about, all I wanted to do. It consumed all of my time. And my husband was like, dude, you are not present right now. Like, you are so consumed by what you're doing. It kind of caused, like, in the beginning, a little bit of a struggle because on one end, as the creative, I'm like, you don't understand. I have to I have to get this out. Like, <laughs> And on his end, he's like, dude, I've been at work all day, just like you've been at work all day. And we got these kids, and they got to eat, and I got to study, and, blah, blah, blah. and I'm just like... Ugh. So what we started to do was we really mapped out a schedule. It was, hey, when I come home on Tuesdays and Thursdays, like I need for you to really step up with the kids so that I can dedicate my time to work on Jesse Lowe during like, but after work hours. So and then on the days where it's not His turn to really step up with the kids, then I would do everything that I needed to do. And then once they went to sleep, then I would start working. Gotcha. But on those days that we flip flopped, it was once I came home from work, I could do what I needed to do and I can go to bed at a decent hour. But it took a lot to get to that because you are so overwhelmed and consumed with what you're doing. And I think that we sometimes seek the approval of what we're doing by our spouses. But I realized that once my husband saw that I was truly committed to running the business, making it profitable, because you have to think, when I told you before, I've started multiple businesses before. And so it's other things that I've started and talked about and put back down. He really wasn't truly seeing the consistency of what I was doing. And so in his mind, he probably felt like, here we go again, you know, a situation of you're going to let this consume you for a month or two, and then you're going to not do anything else with it. I think that that makes it hard too. But once he saw that I was dedicated and I was actually being consistent and going forward and growing it, then he was able to get behind it and support it. I think that that's fair, especially if you're somebody who is overly creative like myself, always have an idea, always have a business plan. We really cannot fault our spouses for thinking, here we go again. (laughs) so Because that is what life is like living with me. I have an idea board and I kid you not, I have like seven potential business ideas on this board.
1: You're even launching a new one soon, right? Yes,
0: we are launching a new one. And thankfully at this point in life, when I bring something to my husband, he knows that I'm serious now (laughs) and (laughs) that it's actually going to be something that is going to um, be profitable and and have a, a solid plan behind it. So yes, we are... Launching our line of jewelry cleaner. It's called Something Blue Jewelry Cleaner to so play off the whole something borrowed, something blue. So it'll be a jewelry cleaner and cleaning cloth. And eventually we'll move on to other items in that product line as far as jewelry cleaning. I personally love my ring to shine and to sparkle. And we deal with, of course, a ton of brides. Our target audience is women. So we wanted to create something that not only appealed to married women, but just women in general, because some of the things that we sell now are like wife t-shirts and wife mugs and relationship workbooks, but not everybody's in a relationship. Not everybody is a wife. So we wanted to create something that anybody, but our target audience is women could utilize. And again, something that I'm passionate about myself is always having my ring shining. And so that's where the idea came in to have our own line of jewelry cleaner.
1: That's awesome. I love diversifying and coming up with new income streams. That's awesome. Yes. All right, Jennifer, before we let you go, we have to do a little silly thing. And we have to have you try on our Smart Money Mamas sorting hat. I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan, but the sorting hat is our version of the hot seat where we ask the magical hat to reveal something about you. It has a number of questions about money, motherhood, and life. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is one thing that has surprised you about marriage? How much work it takes. Mm.
0: It is very time consuming people think that when you get married, that it, everything should just flow. And if our relationship is good, we should always get along and we shouldn't have any issues and that everything should just be perfect. But you have two people who are constantly growing and changing daily at their own pace. So at some point, everything's not going to be on the same page. And it takes a lot of intentional work to have a healthy marriage.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree that we have this expectation that. When it's right, it should just be easy. Right. And that's just not how it is, especially once you become parents, right? Oh, my gosh. I mean, just
0: think about eating healthy. Eating healthy is the right thing to do, and it should be easy. But is it? No. (laughs) So what makes you think that being married just because it's right is going to be easy? Uh, No. (laughs) Anything that you want is going to take some work.
1: That's a great comparison. Jennifer, where can people find out more about just a and follow you in your future ventures?
0: You can follow us at on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Jesse Lope LLC. And you can follow our new brand that is launching something blue cleaner at something blue cleaner on instagram and something blue cleaner.com but all these things of course will be sold directly on our Jesse Lope website which is justy
1: we'll have links to all those things in the show notes jennifer thank you so much for joining us this has been great thank you so much for having me
0: and i love what you're doing
1: mamas how great is jennifer I completely love that she's working hard to give other couples the type of wedding she was looking for, thinking about her own financial health, teaching her kids about business, and now even launching another adjacent business. It's incredible. Jennifer is a perfect example of a mom building a business that works for her and her customers, only scheduling weddings at certain times, keeping them short and sweet, and offering packages to keep things simple and not overwhelming for the couple or for Jennifer, if you have an idea, if you want to start a business, you get to do things your way. You can work within your schedule, set good boundaries, and as long as you're serving your ideal customer well, you can profit. Major respect and applause for Jennifer and all her success at Just a As always, I've rounded up my top three favorite takeaways from this conversation with Jennifer for you to think about for your own side hustling and entrepreneurial life. First, look for business opportunities in your own experiences. As Jennifer went through her own wedding process, she found a hole in the market. She wanted a pretty, memorable wedding, but didn't want to pay an arm and a leg. And she wanted the option to make it happen quickly. She could have written the whole experience off as something unique about her. Well, I guess most people just don't want small weddings or are happy to go to the courthouse. But she didn't. Instead, she did research, she got ordained, she tested her idea by planning first a handful of weddings, then offering packages that made things easier for her and the couples, and then she grew a whole successful business. When you see opportunities in the market about things that are important to you, that's the place to dive into business. Not necessarily where you see everyone else taking action or making money, though testing and proof of concept are important, but instead focusing on where you see needs going unmet. That's how you make an impact and earn money. Second, starting a business is easier when you aren't reliant on that income at the beginning. I'm so, so glad Jennifer brought this up. So glad. The celebration of entrepreneurship and working for yourself that we see in popular culture these days is amazing. Heck, it changed my life. But don't hate on your 9 to 5 too much. There are benefits to, well, benefits for a start, and a steady income. Don't quit your job at the first glimmer of a business opportunity working out, at least not without a plan. Jennifer has been growing just a lope, saving up an emergency fund, and getting her business to a point where cash flow is more consistent. This is not only a wise financial move, but one that will let her make more level-headed business decisions, like not chasing exhausting clients that don't fit her model, because she isn't as worried about where she's going to make her next dollar. Now, when she ultimately does leave her job, Just a Lope will be a stronger business for her patients, and she'll have less money stress. It's a win-win. And finally, third, it's easy to get lost in your kids and your partner, but your ambition and goals matter too. Talk to your spouse about your goals. Keep talking to your family about everyone's needs, including your own. I shouldn't have to say that, but let's be real. I really, really do. And find a schedule that works for all of you. Maybe two nights a week are your nights to dig in and work. Maybe you get Saturday mornings while your partner or a babysitter if you're single hangs with the kids. If your goal is to build a successful side hustle or business, there will be days when you're working more than you want to, and there will be times when you want to spend some time on your business but need to honor family or couple time. That's reality for anyone starting out. But if it's something you love, if it's getting you closer to the life you want, don't give up. You've got this. Mamas, I want to thank Jennifer again for joining me on the show and sharing her story about building Just a It was a joy. As a reminder, for links to Jennifer's site and social media platforms, along with a summary of our key takeaways, head to smartmoneymamas.com forward slash Jennifer. Oh, and Mamas, if you enjoyed today's episode and want to support the show, hit subscribe in your podcast app and tell a friend. You're amazing and we love you. Keep talking money, Mamas. I'll see you next time.